Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pip cast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the double pip cast where almost every week we catch you up with the goings on within the Transformers trading card game universe. Uh, I'm your host Cam, and as always, we got with us co-hosts Brandon and Sean. How you guys doing? Hey, too easy, you know. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening in, a uh, couple days ago, the Transformers trading card game um, was officially canceled in terms of. Uh, there will be no no more official support for the game, um, no more sets. Uh, it's uh, basically uh, dead at this point in terms of official support from Watsi. The uh, official note, which I'll, I'll read here momentarily, uh, was released. Uh, I believe it was last Monday, um, which is uh, always great news to wake up to. Uh, after a, a long weekend, no, uh, not really. But um, you know, it's it's been been tough for the the community of uh, you know. There's a couple thousand of us, which is is uh, very small uh, in terms of a trading card game community. And there's probably more out there that were scattered to the wind. But uh, a lot of us converged on Facebook, um, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, and um, even some of us uh, were able to go to some of the, the competitive events, uh, like Brandon went to the PPG. Uh, I think that was right before the pandemic. Yeah, it was like I think that was the last major event. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's the end of an almost two year run for the Transformers trading card game. Uh, first time I saw it was actually at. The GameStop uh, conference, the year of its launch, back in the August of that would have been 2017 or 2018, uh, where I was able to actually play a demo of the game and, and get some free uh, commons there. It was the first time I got Flame War, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, didn't last too long in the grand scheme of things. Um, Brandon and uh, Sean, when was the first time that you guys, uh, I know I, we've probably, this is retreading old ground, but when was the first time you guys um, interacted with the Transformers trading card game or first heard about it? Sean? Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, the first time I saw it was just in Walmart. You mm -hmm. know, when they were still selling Wave 1, they had the metroplex and the autobot starters and everything i was like oh that's that's pretty cool when it first you know came out and i'm like damn four bucks a pack and i was like ah you know i'll uh i'll pass on that and then it was like a few months later when wave one was going on clearance and gamestop and you know a gamestop had like 20 packs and they were 99 cents and they had the autobot metroplex or they got them for like three four bucks each so I was like, so I got those, opened them up, and, you know, kind of played with myself a little bit, you know, like I did back in the day in high school, you know. <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, I was like, ah, this is a fun game. It was, you know, it, it, it was simple, but it, you know, you can make it more complex, you know. It was right. simple enough to where, you know, a kid could just pick up a basic deck and understand it. Right. And complex enough where you can have infinite loops and, you know, you can have, like, my secret action deck. I have, like, eight secret actions out on one turn, you know, so... That's what I liked about it. You know, I, I was kind of hooked in it. I mean, I bought a couple of boxes. That was, like, also right around a month before Combiners came out. So I bought, like, some boxes from Malaysia so I could get the Omega Supreme and Golden Bumblebee and of Combiners and a couple of boxes of Wave 1 and just kind of went from there. The Golden Bee, that's a... a highly sought card now especially if uh if it's still in its cellophane yeah i still have one i still have one for my collection i traded nice. i traded the other ones off back then it was like i basically traded one for an omega supreme mm-hmm. and or or uh yeah uh not omega supreme but nemesis prime mm. and i traded an i traded another one for a king star scream and a uh we got a piece through tyranny as well. So nice. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I, thought, I thought they're so good. Yeah. All right. So me, um, as the way that happens with most of these things, uh, my team, Team All Too Easy. Uh, some of those guys, Team All Too Easy Texas, started playing the game, and uh, as they started playing, um, basically the rest of us have an obligation to, you know throw away whatever money we have on whatever ridiculous garbage that the rest of the team is playing right Mm -hmm. so uh that has led to countless dead games conquest that 40k game um which is the one right before this and i actually like that game too um but basically what ended up happening is they were like hey uh we're playing this game so you need to go play it and i was like oh okay i guess i guess that's it so went and picked it up with um another buddy of mine who's out here you know another another team member we went to our local game store and they had some actually i think you know in all fairness i think we started on octagon right so i think Mm -hmm. that's where it initially like my first shuffle up and see what this game is all about was on octagon and then we went to the local game store and they happened to have a couple of players and we picked up some packs there and but that wasn't i mean i want to say i that couldn't have been not even a year ago i think i mean well i'm not even sure if it's been a full year since i've been playing the game i'm not 100 percent sure Right, so I came in a little bit later. I think when we, I might have came came in on like the wave three or something like that. Maybe, maybe during that time frame, you know. So, um, yeah, and then just from there, we were building up our little little crowd and uh, you know, getting a couple people here and there to get some games in. And then, you know, of course, from then on, we are like, okay, if we're going to do it, you know, we need to make sure that we're playing at a competitive level because that's fun and, you know, go from there. So, yeah. So, you know, I think for all of us, obviously the, the franchise as a whole has, it has its roots in 
in our childhood or, or teenage years, and then uh, to to have a, a licensed collectible card game come out, you know, it's it's uh, it's hard to say no to to something like that, uh, especially uh, when this when this game brought something a little bit different in terms of uh, game mechanics. You know, the big cards, the foils, the uh, simple yet deep gameplay. A lot of a lot of things to love here. Um, it's always great to get in on the ground level of a card game as well because the meta hasn't been established and it's not a um, it's not the rich man's game, uh, so to speak. I have the the letter from the Transformers TCG team pulled up, uh, titled "Titan Masters Attack Is the Transformers TCG Final Release." You can see this at TransformersTCG.Hasbro.com. For over two years, Wizards of the Coast has worked to create a great action TCG brand with the Transformers TCG. While the retailer and player community continued to grow, our product offerings didn't meet the expectations of the broader fan base to engage further with the brand. Additionally, the current global situation posed by the COVID-19 pandemic presented additional hurdles. As such, Titan Masters Attack released on May 29th is the game's final TCG release. We are informing our players and retailers so they can make the best decisions regarding event participation and product ordering. The Transformers TCG team wishes to recognize the tremendous effort that fans and retailers put into building a great community. From Drew Nolasco, he's quoted here saying, The Transformers TCG was a truly a labor of love for the Wizards team, and we saw that enthusiasm and love echoed by players across the world. We are grateful to our fans, content creators, retailers, and distributors for the enthusiasm they brought to the game. The Greater Transformers TCG fan community is perhaps the best TCG community I've had the privilege of working with. Till all are one. So, that's, um, you know... We're going to queue up some sad cloud music when you guys hear this. Little, right. Little, yeah, so... They, cloud theory. It's nice that they put this out there. Um, odds are, uh, and we can we can just roll right into this. Odds are, this is this is something that uh, was probably known to the top brass. You know, the the people that have to look at the bottom line, the the bean counters, so to speak, and they say, "Hey, what's our stable looking like? What's what's the income, or what's the income? What's the output?" Or the, you know, what are we getting in? What are we putting into it? And what needs to be, how do we trim the fat? And this is, uh, as it says in here, this is a passion project almost, right? Like a, a splinter cell of Watsi was able to to pitch this game, get it up and running with a, a crack team of great designers and uh, developers and a, uh, a really experienced brand manager, they, they put these guys on it, probably not even as their full-time job. And we got uh, five waves, promos, and a, a full-on uh, competitive event where this game didn't even start with organized play. Um, so there was a lot occurred in, in a short amount of time. And, you know, looking at my my collection and, and the, uh, you know, the experiences that i've had playing the game prior to the cancellation you know it was definitely a ton of fun 
I'm really, and we can we can get into this more. I, you know, I, I start to think of it because this is the first game that I played that has been canceled. First game of consequence that I've played that's been canceled in terms of future sets. But you know, the way I think of it is, um, there's nothing stopping people from getting together and playing this game if if they're truly into it. They're although there are no new sets coming out. People still play Monopoly. That game came out in like the early 20th century. You know, people are still playing regular board games. So this game is uh, many times more in depth, many times more uh, strategic, and many times more interesting than a lot of the the staples that have stuck around. So there's nothing saying that just because new cards aren't going to be coming out that this game is any less good than it was on May 28th uh, or May 29th uh, or, or when the day prior to when this, this cancellation was announced. Um, uh, sorry, the, the last set came out on the 29th. This was, uh, the cancellation was announced like last week. So that's my thought process on it. You know, I'm going to continue to play if I, uh, you know, I'm going to continue to round out my collection and and find find some of the cards that I'm missing. Um, you know, at one point maybe it'll be a nice thing to uh, turn over uh, for a rainy day. You might, uh, you know, the market on these things swells and stuff. And at some point, yeah, you know, I'll part with some of my my collections of items and things like that to uh, you know give somebody else who will enjoy it. But you know, for the time being, it's it's still a good game it's still fun to play and i don't necessarily need a promise of a new set to come out in order to maintain my interest in it it's a it's a bummer that altogether um official support will uh, will be done but uh in terms of like anything but you know it is what it is um brandon what are your, what are your thoughts in in terms of you know kind of hitting on those same notes that I was? So you know as we've talked about over the course of this uh, these broadcasts, I've played. I, I this is not my first you know uh, heartbreak with a game that's been canceled. Right, I've played Legend of the Five Rings, uh, which was an amazing game. I've played uh, Verse System, which was. A, a absolutely amazing game and then just all of the subpar games the wwf the doomtown uh, the boston powers car game i mean just the list goes on and on of the things that i have um you know played and, and seen come to an end what was this uh, thing from privateer you played privateer pro oh, war machine right so there's that's a miniatures game that isn't dead yet but i mean that that one might it, it's real it has pockets, right? And I think that a game like War Machine is closer to what you're, I mean, you can still play, like there's a community of dead card game players, but the thing about card games, and we've talked about this a little bit, is the the balance between competitive scene and your casual players, right? Uh, You know, it's not going to be the same as like a board game where you have that, replayability because of you know the way that the game is set up uh, you know uh with with 
trading card games and with there's so much, you know, deck construction and innovation, like you can play them. But the reason people want more sets is because part of the whole element is to solve the format and then introduce new variables to solve the format again. Right. That's what people like. And they like competitive play, um, even to support the casual play. Right. So, you know, and this is an example of that, right. And people could still play this game by themselves with their friends, however they were kitchen table, all that stuff. But if the competitive scene isn't the engine driving it, then yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, right? We'll see the consequences of that actions, and then that will answer itself. That will answer its own question: A, can trading card games exist without a you know competitive uh, format? I don't think the answer is yes, right? So we'll see what happens though. Yeah, and I want to I want to return to that, and you know I'm I'm the king of uh, analogies, uh, self proclaimed, but <laughs> I want to I want to put a pin in uh, competitive, competitive play, and um, what that looks like for as you say being the engine for uh, keeping keeping something uh, dead or old alive. What about you, Sean? What what are you, what crosses your mind when you you think about this this cancellation? Oh, well, I mean, just like Brandon, I've seen card games that were great that died after 20 sets. I've seen crappy games die upon release. I've seen, you know, good games last only a few sets, like, you know, Transformers. Uh, you know, again, you said L5R. That That's a great example. That was a, a great game. That lasted oh geez what 10, years 12 yeah. 12 sets it was and, years yeah definitely. and once ag stopped doing that in clan war sold it to wizards and yeah sold it to wizards and then what they had it out for like a couple of sets and then they canceled it yep and it you know a year later you it, it was a game only you and your friends played you know, on dead game nights at your local shop or getting together at your house or something like that. You know, it a, a competitive scene does drive a card game. Look at look at the you know, you can you can say, you know, what you want about Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic and Pokemon, but you know, they have a very ingrained competitive scene and that competitive scene drives the metas. And the metas is what what sells the packs, you know. If it, and and uh, games like them, you know, especially the current situation that we've been over in the past few months and everything, those games can get by. You know, they they can get by on not making much sales without not having a competitive. You know, they can say, oh, there's no competitive scene for a year. That's fine. We can still release packs. We still got Pokemon Online. We still got Magic Arena. We've, you know, the, those will drive, you know, the competitive scene. And then they'll go out and they'll buy the packs, and then they'll, you know, have those cards ready to go whenever, you know, game shops are meeting and everything. You know, I've I've never seen many dead games like just stay you know, active for years. You know, it, now I was going to ask you, 
Did you now, did is- you ever play that Star Wars game? Because I think that's a dead card game that has Which like two thousand dollar cards or whatever. Which one? The Decipher one? Yes. I think I, it was it was from the late nineties. I think yeah, it was like would, had a light side and a dark yeah. side. Yeah, that'd be Deci- the Decipher yeah. card game. Yeah, I mean I I had complete collection of that. That was one of those things that was stolen. Like I had like Ooh, complete collection of the reflections foil sets, set one and two. And no, I was looking at card values on that, and those were insane. Yeah, they're still so, expensive. You know, I mean, and and there there are cards like you know, I was going through BattleTech. The BattleTech cards are still got some value to them. L five R still has some value to them. I was looking on you know like on eBay with those and everything. So, you know, tra- could Transformers retain its value through its collectability or, you know, just through its license itself? Maybe, you know, but, you know, again, there wasn't that many players to begin with. So they they just didn't market it that well. I mean, that that's a different discussion than the, the, the gaming, the, you know, the, it being dead side. Now, one thing that was different from back then and today of course there's the web gaming and that's a pretty active community i see so you know you'll always probably be able to find a game with someone out there you know but you you probably won't ever be able to go into a local shop and see anyone oh yeah you know you want to play some or anything like that you know whereas a local shop you can probably show up with some magic decks of pokemon decks and just sit there and someone's going to show up with something to play yeah. So, you know, and, and yeah, again, you know, there's those games that like the decipher star Wars game again, that lasted like 20 some sets. And, you know, I think the only reason it, it really stopped was because they decipher lost the license to star Wars and it went over to Watsy and then Watsy created, you know, a different version of the game. And like, fucking young jedi or something that was stupid oh yeah i remember that yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's right i do remember young jedi i, 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 I still think have, i played I still, that yeah i, I found know. i found i have a starter deck yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. i guess that was some of the i guess that was some of the cards that couldn't be sold for crack money yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know and you know decipher had the star trek game and again they lost the you know that that went for Ugh, man, 12, 13 sets or something, and that had some, that had some great cards in it. That was a that was a solid game. I did play yeah. that. I played that one too. Again, this was uh, kiddies. This was the nineties. Right? Yeah, it, it, people were the, the addiction was strong back yeah, then. The early thousands and the nineties. So, you know, and and even after those games died, I, I would still be able. You could, you know, especially you like. Game. You can still get a game, even going to a game shop, just because they had been around so long and, you know, people wanted to play them and everything. And they were still selling in, you know, store in, you know, your game shops. They weren't clearanced out for a while because they were still popular. And even after they were dead, they were still competitive scenes, you know, even after it was announced that, you know, they wouldn't be making it anymore. You know, some of us uh, guys were still out there running some tournaments here and there, just going through door product and, you know, saying, oh, you got a lot of stuff. Well, let's do a seal tournament, you know. 
But, you know, but again, after a couple of years, even on the bigger games, you know, you're not going to find anything. But if I had all my cards, though, I would definitely be on Facebook or Reddit trying to find, you know, some webcam games or something. Up. <laughs> so, you know, I've been trying, I've been thinking about doing that with Battletech. I, I need to go on and see if I can find a community for that. So will the, will the game be dead? No. But will it ever be as big as it was, even though it wasn't really that big? Then never, you know. And and it's not accessible like a board game like Monopoly. You know, Monopoly is something you can pull out, the family can play, or, you know, a group of us, you know, would get five or six of us together, get drunk, and play some cutthroat, three or four games of some cutthroat Monopoly. And, you know, that'd be good. You know, it's not something where we're like, hey, let's whip out the Transformers and get drunk and play some Transformers, you know. We, we tried doing that with the with Star Wars and stuff like that, but it just never really, wasn't ever accessible. Some people just don't know the rules all that well, and you're giving them complicated decks and... Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I more meant that some people use especially because you talk about such a small community even a smaller amount of that community were people that showed up to sanctioned events and um like the the events at the big conventions and things like that a small amount of people showed up to those out of you know a a subsect of the the community that we knew about the known community so uh, it's a bummer to think that not being able to purchase additional product and inject new cards into your set is immediately makes you say, you know, this game is no longer fun anymore, or I, I've lost my motivation to, to try and, you know, play this game or get better at it or whatever, just because there's not new sets coming out. It, I think to me, my mindset is more of, Hey, now I can I can collect. It's it's feasible for me to be able to collect the cards now, uh, and and have a full collection. And then you know I enjoyed playing it with either you guys or uh, my buddies. Um, so there, you know, that doesn't go away just because I can't get a new Bumblebee card or or anything like that. And that that's more of what I meant. Is it's it's still a complete game. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I I get what you're. I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah, I 100 percent do. You know, and that's that's the same justification that people use because there are still people who play all of the dead card games, right? There's still communities out there who you know their health varies, but they're out there and they'll play. And sometimes they'll have like a community who will you know develop rule sets, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess more along the lines of what I'm talking about when we're talking death to a card game in this situation, especially when we're talking about, you know, the competitive scene and it and the availability of new cards is that the part of, in my opinion, part of what drives the, the um, popularity of trading card games is the innovation, right? The, the fact that you know that, you know, hey, one, no one deck is just going to be 
great forever and there's always going to be new cars and there's always going to be new interactions and there's always going to be new things to make it interesting right Mm -hmm. um but that isn't necessarily you know why it's going i mean it just goes back to that in my opinion the it's like the nba uh, nba analogy right professional basketball players kids see michael jordan like i just watched that last dance documentary right made me want to go out there and like man maybe i i get some of that <laughs> you know go shoot them hoops a little bit right you don't know, be like mike hey, let me go be like mike for a second here because you know you see that even though you know there's no way in the world you're going to compete like that but it it's driven like the competition drives innovation the competition drives decks that will be you know inspiration for people to play even at their kitchen table, right? So it's, and it it drives content creation, right? It it drives us talking about these things. Like, at least for me personally, the best content that I see on most of on, and this could be just because of my mindset and where I'm coming from, but the best content I see usually revolves around uh, prepping for competitive, uh, competitive events, seeing what's, you know, what new tech is out there, what's playable, what's not playable, how people are getting around interactions and nuances of the game, right? And then that leads you to become, you know, more agile player and you get to, you know, introduce other people who are, you know, maybe not competitive, but they, you like, hey, check out this game. I know this about it. I've got these decks, yada, 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 you know, that type of deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, part of it is just trying to be optimistic in terms of um, the, you know, you want to justify your your investment that you've made over the past two years and not necessarily being, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm not in denial that this is <laughs> right. This it, it, it is what it is. It's a product. It's just like in a video game, they shut down the servers. People start up, uh, you know, private servers and somehow yeah. like patch, patch the game to, to run. Somehow yeah. they, they res like City of Heroes and things like that. And maybe 100, 500, 1,000 people jump on and play that game because they, they used to play it. So that's, that's more what I'm, I'm seeing. This is, and like you guys have said, things like L5R uh the uh, the old the older games there is there are sects and it 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 makes it easier that this game has died in the time that it has where we are more connected than we ever have been if you were trying to get somebody to play what was it like magic quest or like some of those like 90s games that just came and went came and went so quickly mm-hmm. um Neopets. Neopets, <laughs> Neo like Yokai Watch, like that's a newer one, but Kaijudo, like all these, there's there's a ton of them. I it, played Kaijudo. Oh, that's, that's another Watsi, Watsi game. Yes, and there's there's that one, uh, uh, what was it? It was Force of Will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Force of Will, I th- man, I thought that was going to be you know, the business for a while. Cause that came on strong. Yeah, People, people were uh, looking for that quite a while, quite a bit. It came out, I feel like right around or just before the final fantasy card game. Yep. Uh, so 
you know, we, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, our kind of our just general feelings about it. But um, now it's time to be armchair businessmen and women. Uh, how, where did this game go wrong? And Sean, I'm going to throw it to you first. And then Brandon, uh, you can pick up after Sean and I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Sean, how did, where did this go wrong starting from day zero? Uh, what are your I, thoughts? From day zero, I would say marketing. Marketing was probably the biggest, probably the biggest thing. I mean, with with Hasbro and and the license, I I do not know why. Like for like their siege line of toys, I didn't know why they didn't throw in a booster pack per toy or like a a. a even just a common per toy or, you know, a special foil card or something like that. A, that's something that's going to bring the kids and even the adults that don't know about the card game, that's going to bring them into it. Heck, they didn't even even do a little insert that they put in the Transformers card game. They could have thrown that into each action. You know, so so, so, so that, was, that was one first mistake was, was the marketing. Um, I think they took too long to try to create a competitive scene and just product support, you know? I mean, they didn't even, what, start real product support until Siege 1 with foils and stuff like that for pre-releases and kind of like, you know, the League Play foils and stuff like that. Um, so they they didn't really give much support to uh, the the... The, the the local game shops and you know wave one was everywhere in walmart target and you know GameStop and stuff like that but you know when you have no context to it and again how many people go to the the card game section with their kids not very many you see pokemon and magic you know why why they didn't have the vendors maybe stock transformers near the transformers toys you know especially in target because in targets they do that with the pokemon the pokemon cards are put next to the pokemon um you know so uh, a, a lot of marketing and just support in the beginning i think would have helped a whole lot more at least grow the community to increase sales a little and 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 that's that's just from my from from day one you know since since then i you know with product release and everything they had been pretty consistent you know pretty good with that but you know again you never really you know you never really saw anything you know, there there's never really any posters or anything in your local game shops because they had no incentive to put those in posters, replace those posters with the the sellers like Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Pokemon, you know, comics, their whatever miniatures games. You know, usually if you've got a games workshop thing, you gotta have a poster up. So, you know, it it's it it, it really hurt it in my opinion. I, I think they they should have started with product support. They should have started with a try to get a competitive scene going uh, right there at the beginning when they you know released at the first Origins San Diego Comic Con. They could have had some kind of 
competitive sealed you know release or something like that but i don't even think they did anything like that. you know not not even just on a competitive scene i don't even think they even had little tournaments or something so uh, i don't know you know that that's just that's just from from my from the beginning how they messed up you know lately that's a whole different story the the past like few months you know just because of the the global situations and everything but i think i don't think that this call was made by watsi i think it was made by hasbro however i do think watsi and hasbro knew that this was going to be the final release before titan masters is actually released so i think that they waited to drive whatever sales they could for a month or so before they had to say okay this is the 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 date when it's got to be closed down because look look at a big corporation like Hasbro they're not looking at you know they don't look at things like okay well you know they make a hundred thousand dollars and you know just I'm just throwing this out there they they make you know a million dollars of profit per year but it costs ten million dollars a year to make that million dollar profit now for any sane person that sounds great that's a great business if we were a small business then you're in the money but for a company like hasbro when they have multiple divisions now they're at the point where you know they've been on a a steady sales decline for the past few years now so you know whenever they're uh, looking at all their different divisions, now they're saying, okay, everyone's hurting now, so we got to save these guys, these guys, and these guys because they're our most profitable. It's how do we do that? Okay, well, let's say this, you know, $10 million a year to create the Transformers card game for a $1 million profit. If we put that $10 million into this division, when this division's saved, it's going to make you know, twice that amount in profit. So, you know, it, it all comes down to just that, that corporate bean counting that, it, but, you know, I do think that this decision was made before the final release. I think Watsi knew about it and, you know, they just let this, you know, because uh, I can tell you right now, if they would have said, this is our last release, I wouldn't have bought three boxes up front. I can tell you that, you know, maybe one. You know, otherwise I'd have said, uh, maybe I'll wait a month or two. And, you know, they go down in price or something. Yeah. But those are, sure. those are my day zero thoughts. Those are my recent thoughts. Now, you know, I don't, you know, blame Drew or any of the developer guys or anything like that. You know, they're just doing their job, you know. But, but one thing I can say, like I was saying beforehand, before we started recording is, uh, looking at it because besides Drew just doing some interviews here and there, the community team has been very silent. You know, usually when a set's released a week later, there's, hey, this is the spoil. This is, you know, this is the next set spoilers. And then they're, you know, maybe they'll, you know, throw some art or something from a card or something. So, you know, the the production of the next set had to be stopped months ago. 
Otherwise, there'd be a production, there'd be a set halfway in production right now that they're saying, oh, we're not continuing. So, you know, again, I don't think it's Watsy's call, but seeing the silence from the community team kind of, you know, led me up to something. It's like, why aren't they showing any release? You know, they're not doing anything. You know, even their rules roundup was just bloop and then two days later it's like oh no more fine no more releases so those those are my thoughts maybe maybe you can say they're a little conspiratorial you know just kind of looking at some some evidence here and there and just kind of see but you know i mean i definitely know it's hasbro's call they're they they cut them to transfer that money to somewhere else to save something that's more profitable hopefully when you know sales or whatever picks up yeah for sure you know miss miss marketing really hurt them you know i think it was stupid for them to delay the siege netflix series when they could have had something on that before you know ooh, buy transforms car game you know something like that so you know and and the you know the reason why they delayed that was a stupid reason in my opinion so um yeah, I mean, I don't know, just mismanagement and, you know, the the current pandemic didn't help. Now, I'd probably say, I'd probably say if it weren't for the COVID stuff, it probably wouldn't have been canceled because, again, the company wouldn't have been hurting like it is. They see a profitable di- division. And one thing that hurt every card game was the con- the convention cancellation. That's more than just driving competitive. That's their that's their main advertising. That's their main, you know, this is where we're showing off our new sets. This is when we're gonna have our, you know, competitive scene. This is where, you know, all of the You know, so that's where it all, you know, where it all happens there. So, you know, a lot of card games missed with that. Transformers suffered because, you know, there's, you know, no advertising, nothing, no local gaming. You know, you know, companies can go to the trade shows or anything. So that's just my two cents there. All right. Brandon, what, what do you think? Um... So, uh, you know what? Let's just get into it, right? First things first, um, they did not uh, present this game as a game that they were willing to nurture and support. The business model for a card game is pretty well kind of laid out, right? And they know that uh, you know that uh, you have to have a community to support it, and it takes time to build a community. And two years is not. You know, the um, I think with the support for the events and the the tournaments and the support uh, for, you know, local getting to know you, you know, friendly game store events, too, was not there. So they weren't able to build that community. I mean, it says a lot when you have to have secondary agencies like PPG, you know, decide, okay we're going to take up the mantle on producing 
high level events for games, right? When Wizards of the Coast has every opportunity to do, you know, uh, add on events at Magic the Gathering to a Pro Tour events or, you know, places where they're doing those types of things. If you were going to support this game to make it long, then you would do that, right? You can see, uh, I guess, another issue is you can see the approach towards the game different from magic for instance like um or and this is something that we've talked about also in the past like uh, how they are reaching out directly to the customer right so it seems like they're bypassing some of the distribution chains uh, you could see that with the way that they uh, released the uh, energon edition right so that was something that they were selling directly through their website. Now, I haven't seen, I think that they have started doing that with some of the Magic products too, but I'm not 100% sure. I haven't kept track on as many Magic products, but that's a new, that's a new thing as well. And that outreaching like that, where you're you're not having it as a healthy price support, where it's just going straight, from you know hasbro to the consumer and then you're you know bypassing building your uh building your player base because the people who are buying these things have to play at local game stores and they're not uh spending that money at the local game store or you're not giving people a reason to go to the local game store even to collect right so some of you guys who just want to collect all the cards if you had to you know go into the game store maybe you you know get out your cards and play a couple of games with or build the community this is that's how you build a community you give people a reason to show up to a place but you know that that wasn't happening there was a couple of you know at some of the cons right they had a couple of events at some of the cons but no intentional effort to build a high level high quality events on on scale which is the only way to get a game going you can see that with Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon magic i mean those are the big three obviously but those exist because there are events that feed the player base consistently and regularly at high quality right um, you can see that with the other games that come and go like you know when you have uh the dragon ball Right. So you have the Dragon Ball and as long as they're putting out quality content and and having events, there were, I think, 150 people at the last event uh, at that PPG event that I went to in February. So. In Brandon's opinion, uh, support for events and making making it um, giving the player base a reason to come together, however you do that with it, whether it's uh, come together through events uh, at high level, like a high level organized play, or come together by supplying friendly local game stores with product that's exclusive, that would require people to, you know, hey, I got to come out of my house to go to the game store so that we can continue to build. Or, you know, and the, the third way would be, you know, online some type of online based play platform but i think that's another another conversation right that's another topic because online play is is a different business model and 
would, you know, require different thoughts. So as far as, um, as far as them knowing, uh, that they were going to cancel the set well before <laughs> they released it for sale. Uh, yes, they did. I, I have zero doubt in my brain, in my, my tiny, tiny player brain that these, they knew, and you could, you know, when we talked about it on the podcast, you could see, uh, issues with positioning and release dates because magic and transformers were released uh, we're supposed to have their pre-releases on the same day. And when the dates got pushed back, they pushed Transformers two weeks behind Magic. So even then we're thinking, okay, what's going on here? I believe they knew at that point, right? Because they didn't want to have any anything competing on the release date for Magic with a release from Transformers, however small the impact may be. And mm-hmm. then once they cancel all the events for the rest of the year, but uh, only cancel, I think, Magic events until, I think, the end of this month, I think. Um, and I have to verify, but I think the next month, the pre-release drops and events are good to go from Wizards of the Coast. So I and I have to check on that again to make sure that that's still the case. But that was what was, what was told, you know, a couple weeks ago. So I think they knew. Yeah, yeah I think they knew. And... It is unfortunate. It's a trust issue, right, with these things. Uh, because I, I picked up two boxes myself from my friendly local game store. We had to go do this thing like a drug deal out in the parking lot, right? Uh, <laughs> he was wearing a mask and gloves, and, you know, we're like, okay, you know, hand it off. So, you know, I get it. But that's my two cents. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I also want to touch on the Energon edition thing. I think they did that completely wrong, too. You know, I think that should have been something that the LGS has sold. And I think each LGS, you know, if each LGS got two, then they got one to be able to give for product support for, like, an Energon edition tournament or something like that. Or you just take pre-orders on it. Like, demand isn't going to be that high. You take pre-orders on it, and then you get allocated based on your DCI, your active DCI players. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm feeling like you release that through your game stores, and it doesn't matter. If they want to, a game store wants to order five or 50, you know, boom. Yeah. You're good to you know, go. I mean, again, you can always go in your game store before it comes out and say, hey, order me one, man. Yep. You know, here, here's my money, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think and, and that took that took out, you know, revenue from, you know, LGSs too. It, it, it brings down foot traffic, you know, the now that Transformers not going to have a competitive play. There's no really card games out there. I really want to put money into again. You know, I'm. What's the chances of me going into my local gaming shop now? You know, slim to none. You know, just just being able to have the product there will go, make me go and like, oh yeah, buy the next you know new couple issues of Transformers comic book and you know oh I could you know use some more paint brushes or ooh that's a cool miniature I'm gonna buy that and I'm gonna paint that up. You know. Yeah. So again, it came with that marketing, and again that that whole support and price support. Why they didn't start that at the very beginning to try to get a competitive play and to get support to the LGSs, I don't know. 
Yeah, so I won't retread any ground that you guys have covered on. I think you, you both made great points. Um, and again, we're, we're operating off of hunches, uh, past experience, uh, collective experience. Brandon being a, a store owner at one point, me working uh, with GameStop, big collectibles and video games retailer for over a decade and having some of those discussions with uh, whether it's product by purchasers and things like that and, and kind of having an idea of how how it all works and especially the distribution part and how one one bad day of planning can end up uh, causing a two-week delay so you talk about something like covid and how um, things can exponentially and incrementally get out of control um, a couple things i want to focus on is so the marketing piece you know, when you talk about marketing for it's 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 easy and, and especially now with with uh, influencers and the YouTube age, what what does marketing look like nowadays? Um, you know, the, a couple things come to mind in terms of the Transformers TCG. Shout out to Drew Nolasco, the uh, the brand manager for the Transformers TCG. Um, we love you, Drew. Great dude. For the few times that I spoke to him, um, really, really just a really sharp dude uh, and, and very, very cool to talk to. Um, but things that come to mind to me in terms of, in terms of marketing pieces and, and marketing pushes is uh, Covenant Games got a hold of this. I don't know if they purchased the games. They had a really popular how to play. Uh, there, are, there are a couple, if you search on YouTube for a Transformers t- trading card game new for 2018 or whatever, you'll see a couple of relatively small view count videos unboxings things like that hey the product was sent to them so on um from there you've got coverage for ign which is a you know a big multimedia company they cover uh series they cover uh tv movie video games is what they're known for uh and then they they cover things that kind of crossover blur the lines magic the gathering transformers things like that ign was always first up with big reveals 2018 they revealed and and went over what the transformers trading card game was all about they gave a highlight of the starter set and then from then on they announced rise of the combiners siege one siege two and titan masters attack was all a partnership with ign so there was another big piece that uh, of marketing and then other than that you know and, and not to beat a dead horse but there there just wasn't a good and I don't, it's not a word but there was no tangential purposeful tangential marketing and planogram uh suggestion or planogram requirement for big box or small uh boutique store merchandising of this product there there was not it came in if it came into a gamestop or a uh really that's the only chain store that i know of that would carry card games uh in terms of boutique it was a couple loose packs it was thrown on a peg and that was it it was just there no fanfare uh, you you look at Target, you look at Walmart for the early days of the card game. Probably Siege One is when Big Box stopped carrying it. No planogram. It and and that's 
that's due to other things. That's somebody totally foreign to the uh, the hierarchy of that big box store coming in and putting in putting in that product. So that's its whole other thing. But if you want something to succeed, and Transformers spans it's it's a huge it's it's right under Star Wars and Marvel and and some of those you know DC and those other properties. It's it deserves to be lumped in. If you're talking about top ten, top fifteen nerd franchises transformers is up there um so to to put this out there and and not have something like that that would be like my second or third question be like hey how are we making sure that this this product is positioned in such a way that people know that it's an official transformers product and it has something to do with these other products that we offer uh, you know, hey, if you like this, you may like this. Instead of being in a cubby over by the Jack Link's beef jerky, or next to like the fart and poop toys in the back corner of a store, and left to get ripped off by somebody or uh, neglected until it goes on clearance. So that that's my my probably biggest beef. If you can't tell, is just like it, there was no purposeful. Uh, suggestion. There might have been suggestions in a memo. There may have. There's probably some uh, WPN portal. It's like people who have sold the most Transformers <laughs> trading cards have placed them thusly. Nobody's got time to do that. So uh, it, that's that's number one right there. Uh, it, it's just again, it, there there something was missing there. It's yeah, terrible see, too see. because. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. And the the way you can't advertise as much at a big box store as you would be able to at your local game stores because technically your local game stores is your boutique for this product, right? right. We don't have, uh, what was that? Stupid! Uh, the, those those stores back in the day, I can't remember the names, but they it was where you used to go to the mall and you get your Xboxes and your Playstations. And it was Babbage's like games, and, huh? Babbage's softwares, etc. Yeah, yeah, software, Babbage's EB games, yeah. software, etc. Like they used to carry all this stuff too, right? It was the same same type of deal as like uh, GameStop, I guess, but in the mall somewhere, and that was a boutique. But the boutique for trading card games is your local game store. I mean, it's an entire building set up so that you can do just that, right? right. Present it as efficiently as possible. Right. So, and, and that gets and me to my next... Go ahead, Sean. I was going to touch on, Ken, that's why, that's why the whole, like, you know, having that, you know, and I understood what you mean, the tangentible planogram thing. That's why if Hasbro would have just included a pack or some cards or something in each of their toys, that would have solved that problem. Right. They wouldn't have had to add the vendors say, well, let's place the Transformers cards next to them. No, let's put some Transformers cards in the toys, and then you know the we can have the little insert in there that says pick up at your local Walmart or Target, you know, right. games, you know, card section or something i mean there's there's a there's a method to the madness there's a reason why jet puffed marshmallows and honey made golden uh, graham crackers Mm -hmm. and hershey's is all on an end cap somewhere yeah they don't put it clear across the other side of the store like man i want to make i just need some more stuff really quick oh yeah marshmallows those are out back dude 
Like you don't, you don't do that. So you know how many, you know many times I've paid more for milk? Cause I didn't want to walk to the back of Meyer. Right. Yeah, man. So, and then the, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Cause I, I could go on for another hour about, uh, you know, dropping the ball on, on merchandising. And the next piece is, is the boutique store the the lgs as much as we 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 love the lgs and shout out to chris and rose at upkeep games a store local to me who you know sadly got into purchasing transformers uh too late um they they did really well with titan masters attack but uh i'm sure they've got a lot of stock that is is now dead stock unless uh i end up buying it all from them but um you know I think there's an undue, and this is me being uh, much more of a newbie to to card games. Uh, you know, haven't having had a, been a lapsed card game player for basically late '90s through the early aughts, and there is an undue amount of diligence that is placed on the shoulders of a of the community and on the shoulders of the the store owner now a store owner especially if this is your main bread and butter and you're you're barely making ends meet running the store it's done out of passion you are a steward of your business so you need to be able to identify how to to drive business so if you're somebody who's been doing it for a long time you probably look at the Transformers trading card game in your catalog of things you can order from Bob, the distributor. You're like, here's here's the margin right next to the the cost. Yeah, it's not. Maybe I'll buy one thing of it, or you might not buy it at all. And then, you know, there, there's just so many factors that go into this. It's like, why invest in another card game where I've got this other dead stock? And to them, it's just widgets. They're not; they may not be into transformers. So it's it's just card game B, Betamax the the card game or whatever. Uh, they don't know what it is. They don't care. So to them, they already have a a great community with Magic if they're doing their job right. They've already got a good community with Pokemon, with Yu Gi Oh, with uh, Super Dragon Ball, Final Fantasy. Warhammer, um, you know, tabletop game night, whatever. So to then take this on is not appealing unless there's there's some incentive to to carrying it when it's the first set. Hey, margins are going to be X percent. Probably not. Um, so so that's that's an issue. Um, is is you you have to sell this in a way and i asked this to drew in the first interview is like hey if i'm somebody who's who's looking at stocking this like what's in it for me what's what's my incentive to stock another card game and maybe cannibalize my sales um you know the answer to that uh and i'm I'm paraphrasing is that transformers was also meant to be a, a secondary card game the game where you you lose the first round of the tournament and you're waiting for a loser's bracket so you pull out transformers, um, so you know the, that's that's a, a loser's mentality 
from the beginning, if you ask me, is like, yeah, this this will never be, regardless of how much money we dump into it, this will never be what you want it to be. And then, I, go ahead. Oh, no, man, I hate to interrupt, but I, I have to, you know, I have from the, uh, from the choir, I have to give you an amen, right? Because straight from the business model, and again, these things we've talked about before, Hasbro is directly competing with your friendly local game stores, right? Like directly competing with big box stores or local game stores or whatever, you know? So I, yeah, I like, I, I hadn't, I hadn't kind of thought about that or I hadn't remembered that, you know, that's right. They did intend this to not be, which makes more sense, right? To not be a primary game that for this to be like a secondary like game. And this isn't, you know, you, you can't do that, right? The, the games are so because why why would you have a secondary game if you're not gonna you you're either all in or all out. These people don't know gamers if they think that that's how we think about these things, like secondary games as a trading card game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But it costs well, the same the same as Magic. I mean, now now to to play a little devil's advocate. I mean, I I can see where. You know, him saying that, you know, because to realistically say Transformers is going to compete with Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Magic is, uh, that's kind of, it's 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 that's a stretch. You know, it's going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, some people's primary games like mine, like yours, Cam, you know, but but even then it's not my prime, my, you know, prime, you know. Now, I still play online card games and stuff. Right. So, you know, I, I can me... see from him, you know, from, from at least from a developer standpoint that, you know, it's not going to it's not going to compete with those. So we're, we're hoping that, you know, the people who play those games will look at Transformers and say, yeah, this is a this is a fun little game. I'll play, you know, here and there. And hopefully if a competitive scene comes up, maybe they'll start getting up and. You know, but but you know, again, I do got a point on it that you know it is kind of a defeatist attitude that it's, you know, you're not going in with the you know thing like all right, let let's try to chase the big boys. But yeah, you know, we really we is, really think that but, we can but, we can put a foothold in the, you know, the eight eight to fifteen year old uh, card gaming uh, space. We can we can take a chunk out of that. But and, but then but then. But then look at it from Watsy's point, you know, also Watsy's point of view is like, no, boys, you're not taking sales away from Magic and Pokemon. Okay, let, let's stop there, you know. Right. So, you know, you know, I, I could see from their side of the point that, you know, it, it won't compete with it just because of the numbers and all of that. And hopefully for those people, it will be a secondary game. You know, because they they're probably not gonna win a, a, a hardcore Magic player or hardcore Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh player and say, oh yeah, I'm just gonna stop playing these and go into Transformers. You know, that that doesn't have a competitive scene at the start, that doesn't have product support at the start, that doesn't have, you know, sanctioned organized play at the start. You know, uh, Cam said so, it right the so, first time. Yeah, uh, that that's loser talk, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a it's definitely yeah. a defeatist attitude. You know, yeah. it, you know, it's definitely a defeatist attitude. Right, because if, I'm, if, I'm just if saying, you don't believe just, in the product, like if if your mission statement isn't, hey, we want to 
we Transformers has staying power. I mean, it just celebrated its 30th anniversary. There's, you know, what is, you know, why can't it overtake or, you know, carve out a little piece of the pie? And, you know, especially when they're iterating on the IP in terms of consumable media, TV, movies, it's not like it's out of the conversation. It's, you know, there's, I don't know. It, it, it you know, but it, it also just comes to that point that, you know, they were trying to just get a little piece of the pie that, you know, right. that's all they wanted, you know, with that attitude. It's like, we just want a little piece of the pie, you know, but because the, the other big guys, they, they're like, well, the, you know, we have 25, 25, 25, and the other five or six card games out there get that other, you know, little bit. Right. If that's the case, then it, you know, it just makes me more upset, right? Because it means that it was a cash grab, which I, in the back of my brain is what I've been thinking for a while. But, um, you know, they're just kind of throw out as much of this IP as possible so that people can buy that. I don't know what the margins are on this particular product because it depends on distribution. There's a whole bunch of factors, right? Yeah. But, um, that's I, I could talk. probably, I could probably <laughs> say they don't make more than ten percent of their production and profit. So I, that's I, why I was saying yeah. if, if if they if it costs you know a million dollars to create one set, I'm sure their probably profit is only maybe ten to fifteen percent of that. You know uh, of you know uh, of what their production costs. I don't. I disagree. Right. I disagree only because um, this game is different from this game. One, the fact that Hasbro owns it and they own Wizards of the Coast, right? And uh, so that means they own the IP, which is different from other games like, you know, EAG or uh, playing, you know, owning L5R or whatever, like somebody who has to buy the IP or uh, do like a Marvel thing where they have to go get the rights from somebody else right the rights are owned in-house which means they get to do anything they want now there could be a a you know a business money transfer between Wizards of the coast and hasbro but that's you know minimal right or that's Takara or something well, well i'm sure i'm sure the profit margins yeah. are probably better than like you know 10 15 but i'm saying you know let let's look at the you know the amount of unsold product that they're looking at i mean well, with the yeah, energon editions so, they you know they repackaged wave one to you know go in that now was it just because it was their quote unquote wave one energon edition or could they have not included those wave one packs and just sold you know the yeah. other special stuff for like a hundred dollars so, you know, with the way that I saw them roll out the Energon edition, because they sold out, right? They sold out immediately, and they no, they, and they it, it's still on Hasbro. You can still no, buy. they oh, hold on. they sold out immediately. Uh, uh, they sold out uh, the first run, right? And then they you could go back again and order it, and then they botched the the packaging, right? Because they didn't have all of the. Uh, proper cards and, and or whatever the case like there was uh, manufacturing issues or errors or whatever it was in the first that initial run because i know there were a bunch of people who were clamoring about not getting the proper cards that they wanted or or the proper cards that were supposed to be in there or that they were damaged or something which points to a quality control issue right so 
mean, that that was the first thing. <clears throat> but uh, sorry. Well, let me let me real quick. Let me just finish my thought on the. No, I hit it. The, sorry. No, it's fine. We're we're getting into it. Um, the. I don't think, just to make this neat and tidy, I don't think that the onus on a product success should be on the small business owner and even more so on the community. You know, the community was self-organizing, right? It was, Sean Whalen created the Facebook page, which then became like the Mecca for because there was no place like you got it there was nothing directing you the two pieces of white cardboard to uh not make the cards bend there was no message saying go to this website go to this forum to to talk about the game there was you were just like left to your own devices if and then you go to a store you know just imagine that experience right you 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 buy the the cards or whatever. Somehow you get a hold of a pack of cards. Uh, you got a, a rule book the size of like my thumb, and then you go online, you watch the videos. But then it's like, okay, so what now? Well, there's no organized play, so this is more like a you know something just to play with your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. Okay, that's fine. But then it's like the it seems like even though nobody came out and said it but it you know the actions spoke louder than the words like we had to do all the work the lcgs there might be some great ones out there but a lot of the ones that i ran into prior to the upkeep opening were jaded they you know there's like people that were probably hired they're like players working, you know, 90% of the shifts and they're just like barely there. It's like nobody is, let alone driving the business, you know, magic and Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, those things kind of just happen. You set a date, say, come here, give me 30 bucks, we'll organize the tournament. And I'm not saying work doesn't go into this. Like there's, there's some really people do, do work hard, but it took years to get to that point. Right. It's, it's an support. unstoppable engine. And now exactly. if, if somebody buys Magic, they will figure out how to play it competitively. And and the the LCG has that working towards them. And it's it's helpful that Magic, even nowadays, is in the zeitgeist in terms of conversation. It's it's not uncommon for your you know, your hipster buddy to who you'd never think would be like, oh yeah, I play Magic the Gathering. It's a big deal. It's a big. It's it's part of the zeitgeist. So it used say, to be on ESPN, right? To say that Transformers would ever get even a, a splinter of that is foolish. I wouldn't say that, but why launch a product that it, it's like it's almost like it was confused on what it was trying to do, and then they pivoted once they saw that, you know, I mean, who who wouldn't un who would underestimate the rabid fandom of Transformers, you know, the 35, 40, 50 year old player, uh, you know, it's, I, am I off base here thinking that the, you know, you guys tell me should, should, you know, I can say yes, me as a fresh eyed, uh, 
you know, doughy-eyed uh, card game store owner, yeah, I'd, I'd try to get get every single thing I could off the ground to grow my player base. But for f- to try to like enlist this unpaid army <laughs> to 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 get something going or not care either way is is crazy. And 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 you know, I'm I'll I'll, I'll say this and then I'll I'll, I'll let you guys you know kind of weigh in on it like. There was the Energon Invitational. They did have some stuff going on at PAX and the different events. So there was a definite uh, effort to to have an organized play scene. But I'm I'm talking more about the like you know we this game succeeds on what you all do with it. You know the responsibility is in your hands to to make this game work. God, that's ridiculous. And we don't have any stake in it other than oh, yeah. it just keeping it well, keeping I mean, it going. Well, I mean, just look at like the the you know few tournaments that uh, you know we did down here in Lansing with you know Frank would ran you know me and him provided prize support you know for tournaments just to get people to show up. You know, I was bringing act, I was bringing figures and everything. He was providing cards, and you know. And and again, it it took years to get to that point to where just the LGSs could say, okay, I, we just input your DCI number, and then the computer just randomly pairs it. We just put in the win losses at the end. You know, you know, back in my day, it took you know it took me to do that with index cards and you know fixing up you know fixing up the Swiss rounds and all of that and. You know, but then, you know, I was a volunteer for the company who was going to the LGSs and saying, hey, we're going to schedule, you know, a tournament here, tournament there, you know, let, let's get your, you know, next month scheduled out or something like that. You know, then, and I've, you know, ever since Watsy stopped doing like reps, you know, volunteers that they gave, you know, you know, you know, product to, you know, after earning so many points or doing so many events or something like that, you know, that 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 kind of hurts, especially newer games. Newer games needs that. You know, if Transformers had, you know, a dedicated person who was going to all the LGSs, getting, you know, product in there and educating the store owner yeah the biggest getting how to plays on a weekly basis you know in various stores tournaments you have a a a wizards rep at like i'm thinking like college campus stores your michigan states your you know where where you've got a bunch of nerds that they go there instead of going to the kegger or whatever so that's a slightly different conversation right that we have to acknowledge that oh yeah uh, due to the due to that lawsuit about two years ago, something like that, about, because Wizards of the Coast just, you know, uh, using, you know, volunteers like rented mules everywhere, right? And then just not paying anybody, but enforcing uh, standards of conduct and penalties and actual all these things on people. Um, I understand what happened with that. I mean, there's a way to do it, but I, I, the way that you guys are kind of talking about, like how it used to be done, yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, anymore. I guess I'm, I guess I'm going back to how you know it used to be. Okay. But you know, at least those reps also acted as judges. You know, people who knew the rules. 
So, you know, now you come into an LGS now where the owners or, you know, the one of the employees is the one that's doing all that. And, you know, Magic, they know. Pokemon, they know. Yu-Gi-Oh, they know. Transformer, we, I don't know this. I can't run a tournament with that. I don't know any of the rules on that. I don't want to get into another game just so I can, you know, run a tournament once a month for, you know, eight or nine people. So, you know, there there was no incentive for the LGSs to be able to do to do anything like that. You know, the the LGSs they they've got to, you know, if they're going to stay open after hours, then they've got to pay someone to do that. They've got to have something in there that's going to, you know, at least pay for your employee and your bills and everything to be open. You know, so, you know, it it is a lot for the LGS. So, you know, I can't blame an LGS, especially an owner or the employees there that, you know, aren't going to, you know, stick it out with those kind of things because they don't know the game. They, you know, they yeah, don't know the product. They, LGS might get stuck with a whole bunch of product after a company, you know, cancels the, cancels the yeah. whole product after, you know, three weeks after release. Yeah. That would be a shame. Like, right. I yeah. can't imagine how a friendly local game store might be hesitant at that. And that's exactly. not the consequence of going forward, right? If I mean, I'm telling you, like I was already gun shy on picking up any new trading card games and now all of my friends are like, Well, I don't even know if I'm gonna play anything anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm I mean I this this will probably be the actual only paper card game I may ever play again unless something you know, unless they make like a new Battletech or L5R or something that's as good as it used to be. Right. You know. Yeah, and it's... But... I, uh... Know, but, go ahead. You know, the, the future right there, you know, at least for newer card games is is, is the mobile card game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the profit margins are better. I mean, now could Transformers be, you know, if we want to talk the what limited future... You know the Transformers card game has. You know that that's a small discussion. With you know they've got rules, they've got cards. Could could they have like a mobile app division? Be like, hey, can we translate this, and then we could probably make some new sets based off of that. Yeah, like I'm, a relaunch. I, I would yeah, probably. I, I, I would. I would. I would probably bet the dev team has at least half of a set's worth of cards, kind of thought up. And made up for the next set you know they they would have had to have at least had a set you know at least the cards in the works with like you know effects and everything before the before the first release date of what april 17th was supposed to be or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah somewhere around there so you know so so you know at that point they had to have had another work another set close into the works of being done at least on paper you know so you know there there's a future that there's a future with you know has labs and hasbro pulse with crowdfunding you know they can always say hey transformers tcg fans we get a thousand backers of 200 bucks you'll get a you know a, a set with three of each card and you know one of each bot and everything i think all those conversations are one of those are different conversations altogether. Oh yeah. But 
uh, that that's another you know that's something we could talk about another time because that's a terrible habit to start getting into. It just reminds me of like microtransactions and buying alpha, paying for alphas oh, and yeah. paying for well, beta and all that stuff. Get your, it makes me so get, upset. Yeah, and we can we get your DLC. We could probably <laughs> talk about it later, but I mean, a lot of oh, yeah. the the uh the entire board game community unless you're you're a board game company that uh you know doesn't have to worry about things like this i think fantasy flight comes to mind a lot of them are 100% done through kickstarter they're oh yeah super That's premium mean. and they're all pre-orders and that you know it's happened over the past you know three or four years with things like the bloodborne game and things like that well there's the 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 street fighter game that Mm -hmm. you know angry joe on youtube you know created that you know is a pretty solid game and the figures look great the you know idw did a kickstarter for the batman animated series miniatures game that i really want and like i said last time if if i only would have known i would have transferred two boxes worth of titan masters funds to that but right. you know so you know there there's futures like that you know i'm just trying to yeah keep some optimism yeah you know? for sure some opti- you, you optimism in this day and age <laughs> with with crowdfunding and stuff like that especially with the big companies like hasbro doing it through Haslabs, there's there's always you know if they say oh well we can make a quick you know, 15, 20 grand by selling, you know, a thousand of these if a thousand people want to back it at 200 bucks or something. Right. I mean, yeah. if if 5,000 people want to back Unicron for 600 bucks or something, I'm sure they could, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, Pipcast, you know, we're not going away. Uh, as far as I know, the content might be, you know, you might hear, uh, less regular content maybe you know we were doing bi-weekly it seemed you might hear from us once or twice a month still um but you know we can we can talk about these things we can talk about other things hopefully um you know we've we definitely have a smaller listener base um but hopefully you, you guys stick around um and and not to you know the the past 45 minutes it may seem like we just drug the game through the mud and on things that we thought were failures but really it's just you know we wouldn't be talking about this if we didn't care about the the ip if we didn't uh, you know have memories over the past year and a half or so you know two years almost uh with the game you know sean and brandon i met you guys through this game so it's you know there's there's things about it that uh, are definitely good you know my interactions with the community have always been great uh met a lot of people and you know, uh, if anything, this was a catalyst for something else. You know, maybe uh, this turns into something else down the road. Maybe maybe I get into card games, different card games, or or, or do something else. You know, you never know. But um, yes, come to the dark side. <laughs> the, There's always that Legends of Rune Terra. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the one I, I turn uh, turn on more often. But have you ever heard of modern magic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got an infect deck for you. It'll be fine. Yeah. First one's free. <laughs> I I I definitely don't have the money for magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. So I mean, do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? This is a bit of a long one. 
Mm. No, I mean, hey, you know, we definitely appreciate the you know fact that Wizards uh, shout out. Thanks for talking to us, right? Thanks for keeping us in the loop. Um, you know, I'm I'm I like the community outreach that the Wizards team uh, did for this product. It was. It was head and shoulders above other things that I've seen. Um, and maybe that's just because I haven't interacted that closely, you know, with these things. This is uh, the first time that I've been a part of a group that's, you know, gets gets to have that conversation with the development team. So uh, kudos on that. And I've seen them do other podcasts and other talk to other people as well. So, you know, kudos. I like that. No, well, the dev team are great. You know, they're community you know, support was great when when they could give it. You know, again, the past couple of months hadn't been that great, but I think that's just again the the bean counters decisions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and, thanks. Oh, go ahead, Sean. I don't want to cut you but, off. But you know, you know, is it's a great game. There, there's still a slight possible future for dead. You know, for a dead game to be resurrected here and there in limited forms, either through the community or stuff like that. So we'll just have to see how it goes. And it's not like we ain't got to stop talking about stuff. Yeah. So. Yep. Sorry, guys, the game's canceled. We are no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> it hinged on that. It was, it that was a straw on that. that. Yeah. But, Unfriended. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah so I'll, I'll i'll echo that thank you to to drew um you know he was the main contact that that i had in terms and then john shork who was the community manager for a little while um was uh the the guy who gave me the reveal of uh, defensive configuration card reveal um so uh, you know thank you to all those and it may sound like we we hate you, but we don't. We're just, you know, we're just disappointed. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listened um, for, I think this will be episode 34, 35. Um, so hours and hours of us talking about uh, the Transformers trading card game. And then uh, thanks to you guys for, for jumping on. Um, sometimes with an hour's notice that we were all available at the same time. Um, we'll, we'll be back for sure. Uh, what the next episode holds, um, who knows? We might transition to, you know, gameplay content. We definitely have to have like a post-mortem gameplay um, uh, this week. Well, if, if you guys are down. Get I'll a definitely have to put something together, yeah. yeah. I've, I've still got decks I need to play. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got some Wave Five stuff to uh, to put together. So, uh, guys, thank you uh, for for jumping on tonight. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Till next time, guys. Later.